0: Hey, guys, it's Brad. I just wanted to let you know that the net neutrality issue that uh, we address briefly in here is next week. It's up for a vote next week. So if you're going to do something about it, do it now, please. This is a serious issue. Thanks. <laughs>
1: thank you so much welcome to gong off track welcome brad- to musical interludes in the afternoon brad has this uh miniature little nylon string guitar with five strings that i, I love picking up over here and i just love writing tunes on it yeah man you're doing a everything great job. sounds good in open tuning yeah it's a sweet tune it's, it's very nice um but yeah Welcome to the podcast. I'm, I'm done with that. Don't worry. <laughs> uh, you should, um, you know, bring it to Pulse Music next time we're recording yes. to make, maybe you can record a solo record. Yes. Pulse could make th- this guitar sound amazing. It uh, <laughs> Sounds good already. But uh, yeah, thank you to Pulse Music for letting us record there as always. And uh, now, a very special announcement
2: yeah, from Brad.
0: For one minute, I'm going to be uncasual because uh, we don't usually like to get too heavy on this program, but there's something right now that is going to directly impact podcasting. In fact, some of your shows wouldn't exist if it wasn't for net neutrality. (laughs) There's a lot going on in the news. This is being completely overshadowed, and it's a huge issue. It's going to impact podcasting. The other thing that it's going to impact is independent music. It's going to make it harder for your artists to make money, and you fucking know it's hard enough as it is. So... It's politics. It's a pain in the ass. But honestly, if there's anything that you need to pay attention to and get involved in, we need to not let this happen. We need to keep the net neutral. So whatever you can do, of course, the best thing you can do is is contact your congressman. There's a a website that I've used called battleforthenet.com. If you go there, it'll help you. You can call and you can email and you need to do really do both if possible. And there's ways to do this if you don't want to fucking talk to anybody. There's ways to call like after hours and leave a, leave a message. But really, this directly impacts all of our favorite people, podcasting and musicians. So sorry to bore you with that. And
1: I promise it'll be years before I'll make another political statement. I guess when it comes to politics in the net, you've got to keep them separated.
2: <laughs>
1: All right. Wow, I don't know which was
0: worse, my diatribe or that.
2: I don't know. That I thought it was. G. I thought it was a smash. <laughs> but
0: uh,
1: anyways, uh, today in the podcast. Today in the podcast, um, we have Scott Weingard. Uh, you may know him from Texas. Is the reason, um,
0: or he may have cooked
1: for you, or he may have cooked for you. Yeah, Scott is a very well known chef, vegan chef. Um, I'm sure he can cook all kinds of stuff. Uh, yeah, he was also the bass player, is a bass player in Texas is a Reason, as well as a bunch of other bands. Um, just old kind of New York hardcore dude turned successful chef. Um, and he's the last member of Texas is a Reason for us to have on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's and right. Scott is kind of based in LA now, so we've been trying to set this up for a really long time, but he was here opening um, a Mexican restaurant in the East Village recently. Um, he also was out here last year opening a, an amazing pizza place. I believe it's called Double Zero. But yeah, Scott um, is just an amazing chef, an amazing dude, uh, great musician. And uh, he is a cookbook with Matthew Kenny, who is someone he cooks with in Venice, um, who I think is a pretty famous chef. Um, the new book is called Plant Lab, I believe. Plant Lab, yeah. And uh, I think they work at a place or they own a restaurant called Bar Verde. But uh but yeah, Plant Lab is his cookbook. If you're interested in what Scott's talking about, um I would check it out because it's sort of a lot about, you know, these kinds of techniques and the way they kind of cook these foods and you know it's, I think it's vegetarian, vegan based, but it's cool. And you should definitely check out Scott's Instagram if you dug this podcast because like I said in this, like his the stuff he makes it almost doesn't look like food it looks like artwork yeah it's it's very colorful very flowery very he's a great dude um so yeah so happy he could come by so yeah let's just get right into it with um texas is a reason and superstar chef scott weingard Jonah's
3: twisting his mustache to illustrate.
1: Uh, I am so happy because uh, Scott is on the podcast today. Finally, ah, and we've been—I've been trying to get Scott for years. We've gotten everyone from Texas a reason. Scott lives in Los Angeles now.
4: How yeah. long have you lived in LA? Uh, over four years now. Over four yeah. years now, really? Yeah, but I'm back so much. Yeah, I'm living—I live in Venice right now. Nice, nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Abbott Kinney represent. Yep, that's where our <laughs> restaurant is. Yeah, even better. Yeah, yes. I wrecked
5: a car on that street many years ago. Nice, Not, no coincidence.
4: So you moved out there to to start a restaurant, or yeah? Well, I started working with Matthew like over six years ago now. Matthew Kenny, who he's like the founder of the the restaurant, restaurateur, whatever. Um, and we had this project in Santa Monica, and I basically went out there and kind of never came back.
2: It was like, it was like oh, I'm
4: just going to stay. This is like perfect for what i want to do and and i didn't have to and i was you know like i was working from new york and kind of managing a few restaurants but then once we opened in the restaurant in santa monica it just everything made sense all of a sudden with like okay we're gonna base here this is gonna become more of like the like los angeles is gonna be where like our flagship is gonna be and where we're gonna stay and it just made sense because you know the food that i do and the produce is amazing and the health all the healthiness and you know just kind of you know all kind of fit in to what i was looking for and i wasn't even trying to like look for it
3: does it completely change like you know based on your location and the way you cook it must completely change like your menu options just oh by for which sure 100% yeah yeah
4: i mean it's interesting cuz you know we just opened this mexican restaurant and you know, Mexico is, you know, known for, you know, warmer climates and, you know, different vegetables. So it's kinda of tricky because I'm you know, everyone expects me to be like my friend, you know, came and said, like, Where are you getting corn now? I'm like, this is a different concept. You know, I have to have corn. This is a Mexican restaurant, you know? <laughs> right. yeah. So yeah, so it's things like and you know, of course You but couldn't if, find a Santa Monica corn uh, grower? Uh, well well, Th- that's from New York. So like, you know, I, I, I mean, it's growing somewhere, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, and it might oh, even be right. from California, the, the, but it's yeah, just yeah. right now in, you know, November, <laughs> right. corn's not really popping out, you know, in New sure, Jersey.
2: Sure,
4: Um, So, yeah, so it's tricky because I definitely, you know, in our restaurant in Los Angeles, you know, we are very strict about like, you know, most of the, most everything, 99% is all California grown. And, you know, we, and we kind of, you know, we use a lot of the local farmers and, so we kind of, you know, stick to that. So it's very few things that we like let slip in some nuts and stuff. But what's, what's your criteria for like screening the farmers? You know, if they have awesome vegetables and they're cool, that's basically it. You know, they like they're it's so different. And because I've been going to the farmer's market here, I'm not trying to compare them. Well, I am comparing no, them. No, but please, please. I am comparing them. <laughs> yeah. They're just like, I don't know. It's so I feel like I've been to the, these New York farmers a million times and they still don't know me you know and like you know, the first week uh, I was in at the Santa Monica farmer's market they're like what are you, what are you doing here what, what are you, where are you going and I had and the next day like hey Scott what's up did you go here did you? and like everyone's like really huh. it's so, I feel it's so competitive here in New York and in LA it's competitive but I feel that the farmers have a little bit more of a community where everyone's mm. like kind of like got each other's back or hey did you see this you see that? like in New York it's like I saw this rare thing and I'm going to take it all for myself and no. I've been, like, at the, I, I've been at the market here, and, you know, in the rain, my hood up, grabbed, like, a bunch of things, and, you know, a chef was like, you're taking all that? And I turn around, and it's like my friend. It's like, what, the, what are you doing? Like, you're starting a fight with someone, like, <laughs> yeah. at the farmer's market over, like, some arugula flowers? Like, what's going on here? <laughs> I think you
5: just <laughs> defined the East Coast, West Coast rap war. Yeah, but yeah. exactly. <laughs> I've
0: always, but I've always felt like it's the opposite <laughs> with most things. What? I've always felt like L.A. was more sort of, like, competitive- then and and that New York is more cooperative. You guys didn't know Biggie Pock were going
3: at each other about arugula flowers. Yeah, yeah that I was a real big that's deal. Some real yeah. shit. <laughs> that's <laughs> some real that's shit. why. That's
5: why Puffy won't talk. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's trying to. You know, how you Anything get all the that goes. Because when he Have bent over in that <laughs> car, it was to cover a basket of vegetables.
3: <laughs> I was watching a movie once. <laughs> fact.
2: Yeah, and heirloom part of This movie
3: alluded to that, like the truffle market was like sketchy where like some guy with like a big leather coat is like hey i have these black truffles. there's a guy and here and who, he's
4: like i can't tell you where i got these he, you know? he, he ca- carries like a briefcase with handcuffed to his yes. hand there's definitely a guy in new york but in los angeles a guy comes with this shitty like you know styrofoam cooler and it's like hey i got truffles and it's like no big deal but right. i guess you're like taking them on the subway and walking around you know whatever manhattan it's, like kind of a sketchy thing it's like you know you have whatever, $500 a pound, you know, black truffles.
3: I mean, that's like serious <laughs> money. Like, but who's going to buy them from that person, you know, like you know,
4: <laughs> all of a But sudden. there's
3: got to be, when you're talking about that kind of money, like somewhere through the history of time, someone's been murdered oh, yeah,
0: because sure, yeah. of a truffle transaction, <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah,
4: 100%, oh, uh, you're yeah. dealing do with you some serious dollars. Do there.
0: they grow them anywhere except France? Can you, can you get them here?
4: Uh, yeah, there's some There's some growing like, in Georgia, some growing in Oregon. Oh, really? Yeah. You have to have a pig? Yeah, it's pigs and was, dogs, mostly dogs now. Like oh, really? Pigs, like, yeah, really. Yeah. I'd rather a pig. I've never
5: been. I've never like you can seen a, that a truffle. Yeah, were these truffles done by dog or pig? But this dog. is my
0: fantasy. Piss this is my fantasy, <laughs> is my fantasy retirement. Is become <favorite>. a truffle <laughs> farmer like in in France? Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is this is wow. Wow. this is how I see me, me retire Never knew <laughs> this about <laughs> you, <Dad>. wow. Specifically <laughs> a pig. Wow. <laughs>
3: Specifically <laughs> truffle farming?
0: Yeah. In specifically in France. Wow. And my wife points out, like, you know, it's probably like, you know, that's the kind of thing that probably runs in families for generations. Yeah.
1: Of. Plus you yeah. don't speak French. <laughs> Brad, don't give up on your dream, man. Yeah, no, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, but I'm, now I'm, I'm finding yeah. that I can do it in Oregon. Yeah, you can do it in Oregon. Yeah. Uh, sure. Uh, sure. Scott, I had a <coughs> question. Yeah, you know, I follow you on Instagram <coughs> mm-hmm. um, and you post a lot of the food you make. And to me, I don't totally understand. Like, it looks... It's so beautiful and colorful. But it, like, looks like art or, like, flowers or something. I mean, like, could you explain, like, your approach to, I guess,
4: like, vegan cooking? Well, I think, like, vegan cooking was always, like, you know, had the, you know, stigma of being, like, this, like, crunchy, you know, hippie. And, like, everything was just, like, brown rice. And, you know, there was... Everything was just brown. And, like, this (laughs) is, like, you know, vegan food and vegetables. And they're so beautiful on their own. And it literally just, like, I... You know, years ago, I, you know, my friend had all these cookbooks. She was a chef, and I picked up this cookbook, and I was like, "Wow, this is amazing! This stuff looks so great. Why doesn't anybody do this strictly vegetarian?" And I was like, "You know, I work in a gelic kitchen, and you know, very, you know, old school brown rice, and and I was always like trying to like, you know, do things a little bit nicer, and like, no, just do it fast. It's got to go. It's got to go. And so that was always my thing. I always wanted to. You know elevate in a way like and just you know i always saw them as being like so like every, all these colors are so beautiful like the greens and the reds and oranges you know and even like the shapes are, like mushrooms and truffles like there's so many different like textures and colors and, and flavors don't get brag on, on the truffles
2: <laughs> <laughs> be run wild. we'll go after <laughs> yeah. um
4: but um we'll talk later so i just you know that was always my thing i just wanted to and then i just always wanted to elevate it somehow and have that you know try to find that, you know, that platform. And I, I worked with Matthew. I helped him open a restaurant called Pure Food and Wine. That was 2004, I guess, 2005. And when I found he was, when I found out he was opening a restaurant, I knew about his, and I was like, oh, this is going to be it. This is going to be that nice restaurant and that, that's doing vegetables. and And that was amazing because that was like a raw food restaurant. We weren't even cooking there. So it was a whole other, like you know, thing that I wasn't even, like, you know, I was so intimidated my first day. I was like, I don't know any of this shit. This is, like, stuff It's like I've, science. Yeah, it's, like, all these dehydrating... Yeah, I was going to say, and they're, like, a certain degree that you can't Yeah. Go um, past. It, between, like, 115 and 135, 140, uh-huh. they say. They, and they say that, you know, after it goes after that, like, some of, you know, the, the important enzymes start getting right. lost. It's not like you're not going to get nutrition from. Mm-hmm. But, um... It's better for you, right. according to, you know, raw food. You fooders. say it skeptically. Is it, is it bullshit, you think? No, no. I think, oh. I mean, I've seen <clears throat> raw food diets definitely help people. And, and I, I feel, I mean, I've done it for, you know, long periods of time. And I feel really great. Mm-hmm. It's just that I'm just, you know, it's just like when people get really, like, religious and like you know it's like it's like you know i'm just i'm just saying what people say and you can you know you could do it yourself and like certainty will fuck everything You can't trust that yeah so i say you know for me i felt good on it and like you know i don't do it for you know i couldn't do it today and you know it's really cold outside but um but you know being in los angeles in the summertime and everything's in season it's really easy to like not you know and you don't even think about it some of the times but um what started it with food with you? Like, where, when did yeah, that... Yeah, was it when you were playing in Texas still? Um, I always worked in restaurants. I, like, I started, like, busting tables and being a dishwasher in an Italian restaurant in, in Long Island, in Rockville Center. And and then I, I ended up working in, like, a retail clothing store, like, for another, you know, high school thing. And, but when I... Yeah, basically, Fountainhead, my first band, we you know, we started playing, we were starting to, like, play more and be a band, and Chris, the guitar player, he moved in, his girlfriend started going to NYU, so he, like, basically moved into, the, you know, the Lower East Side with her right away, and then shortly after that, I, you know, I moved to there, and, like, we just kind of, like, and then Chris started working at Angelica Kitchen. He's like, I can get you a job at Angelica. I'm like, all right, right, I'm start- I started. And so, like, right after that, and that's where I really learned about, you know, it was really more than just Oh, I'm vegetarian or I'm vegan or you know it was like they were so so. um, It's like a
3: way of life there. Yeah,
4: it's and just the the products and the ingredients and you know they were really you know like they were doing local and seasonal stuff before it was like this weird trendy farm to table thing. Yeah, when did that? that They opened
3: in the '70s. Yeah, like late '70s, '77, '79. Yeah,
4: you know. So then she, I was on St. Mark's, and then Leslie, the owner, moved to 12th Street, where it you know just closed last year. Was, you know they were open for over forty years. I didn't wow. know
1: Daly got you the job there.
4: No, Chris Trainer. Oh, Chris Trainer, yeah. got
1: yeah. it. Oh, also yeah. legendary post hardcore. Yeah, yeah. i my my best friend from high school. Still, really, you yeah. guys
4: went to high school together? Yep. Yeah.
1: That's wild. Yeah,
4: we yeah. It's crazy.
1: I was gonna make this tempeh as a reason joke, and now I feel like it doesn't work as well. Yeah. But uh, Angelica, like when he got me the job, like you know, there
4: was like like so many people, like, you know, Alan Cage worked there, Gus who was like a you know, he mm-hmm. was a roadie for the girls. That's Biscuits kinda like a dream
3: of mine right those, there, like, what
4: you said is
3: Alan Cage preparing me a meal at Angelica's <laughs> kitchen. Yeah. That'd I mean. be like one of those like Cool, I'm good. Moments, there's all these, like, yeah, that. all these guys, yeah. all those people, like, all That's
4: like, awesome. you know, there was always, and then, you know, when I was there, you know, the you know, Brian from the Van Pelt, Neil from the like, all the, yeah. you know, a lot of the Van Pelt guys worked there, and I don't know, there's just so many people from bands, you know, even the, the guys from the Rapture worked there towards like in the late 90s. Interesting, in I never 2000s. knew that, yeah, Luke and Vito, Victor, Vito? I didn't,
3: Yeah. I didn't realize till just now that you were the fountainhead portion of the famous. Texas is the reason for a show flyer. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because, like, it's like, it was like, who cares? Who's this? <laughs> it was a
1: big deal. Can you give some context
4: on this? This yeah, is a very so, obscure. Well, so Norman played it in, in Fountainhead, too. He okay. just didn't record on the record.
3: So, in like, what year must have that been? 95. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a show at the uh, Unitarian Church in Chatham, mm-hmm. New Jersey. And uh it was a big deal that a show was there anyway, and it was with Bloodlet and Ignite. Yep. and
4: Mouthpiece, mouthpiece Snapcase, Donuts. Snapcase
3: and Donuts. <laughs> oh it was God. like this epic fucking hardcore show, and on the bottom of it, the flyer it says, Texas is the reason. I mean, this is like a staple name now that we're all comfortable with, but at the time we're like fuck is that how <laughs> they get on this show and then there's these little hyphens under it that say x i believe shelter fountainhead copper and
4: probably 108 ma- ma- yeah. and
3: 108 yeah. yeah and 108 and everyone's like what is this super group and then it was this like <laughs> there was like an insane amount of like hardcore nerd jersey kid buzz over like this mystery first band because there, I mean, there's fucking no internet or anything. This just appeared out of thin air. There was no talk, mm-hmm. no Twitter chattering, <laughs> like hey, no selfies at practice.
5: Like, Well, <laughs> that's stuck in your head, though. I love that. Oh my god, like, yeah. yeah,
3: firmly. Were that you at the in show in general? Huh? Were you at the show? Of course, I was at the show. Yeah, I saw it. I was, I was like the nerdy kid with a backpack filled with flyers, like in,
4: in the second row
1: the entire <laughs> that's time. Scott, what do you remember about the first Texas show?
4: Well, the first show we played at the Equal Vision Loft on 26th oh, right, Street. right, Okay. And we played with Samuel, and we were just so happy that Samuel was like, you know, wanted to play a show with us. Such so, a killer band. Yeah, they were like, yeah. you know, the band that like we wanted to be, you know. Um, so, and I just remember just kind of being like, we have these songs, and we're this band, and but we're not, you know, 108 or Shelter or, you know, whatever, <laughs> right. Fountainhead or, you know, and we kind of... Thought we had a cool sound that was kind of different. I mean, I, we, that was our, like, main goal. We just wanted to do, like, a rock band. You know, we didn't want to be, like, this fast, hardcore band. We always, like, you know, I taught, me and, from the time, like, even when Norm was in Fountainhead, we were talking about doing this next band, and we, like, always had Chris, like, as soon as, the first time I saw Chris Daly play drums, I was like, I need to be in a band with this guy. He's amazing. <laughs> and he, and then just meeting him, it was like, we were best friends all, like, right away, and. It just totally made sense so we always had this oh this band this band, and we had like you know we talked about playing with this person we talked about playing with that person and then finally just we were at the equal vision loft because norm was living there and phone call came in they were like garrett got kicked out of copper and and like and then like the next day like norm like called him was like you want to play with us and like it seemed like he was you know down in new york city because he was living in buffalo he came down and like we went to like chris daly's parents house Chris Daly was still living there and he had a little, you know, rehearsal room and Is that in Jersey? That was in Jersey, yeah. And we just played and it was like, whoa. And like the like the basically the three the the E P was like all kinda like kinda hashed out in that first practice. Like those songs just kinda came back really? and wow. it was like, This is really cool and then getting Garrett to like kind of commit and I kinda of feel like he was down and he moved really fast and things just kinda started happening, right? Like we would go to you know, to New Jersey every weekend and just you know make songs and hang out and swim and go to the mall and just you know be kids and you know <laughs> and just hang out in new jersey it was totally random and weird but like it like i'm i don't know never nothing ever happened that way it was so easy and it always kind of just everything just always seemed to every, every time we played together it always kind of seemed that it was like this is so easy this is like so everything's so comfortable like this is exactly like what it's supposed to be like it's never like like i've been in bands like you know trying like what's the next part or what are we going to do here? Like it, like Texas just all kind of like, you know, just kind of came together. It always kind of does. Like it kind of gels really easy for us. See, I love it because I get to reference NowCore
5: again. Because that's, <laughs> that's how I was living in California. That's how I first heard of Texas. Mm-hmm. And it was like this amazing KTEL Presents comp. It was like the last thing I think they ever did. Oh, yeah. And it was full of, it was like, Promise Ring and Jehu was on it. Mm-hmm. and You guys were on it. At the Drive In was on it. Jawbox was on it. It was just this greatest hits of awesome bands, and you were one of those bands that, like, in the middle, I was like, I- "I've heard good things."
1: And <laughs> so, let's do it. I'm like, "Mother fuck!" Like, like, it was phenomenal. Yeah, I remember you guys from that. What was that? Rev? Was it 100 that they did skateboarding? <laughs> oh yeah, that? the in-flight program. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Program. We were, I think we were the yeah. first song yeah. too.
4: So like that made it like very easy for like you know. <laughs> cause he didn't have to get through all the other <laughs> stuff. And I saw
1: Scott on TV, uh cooking with Rachel Ray. Rachel Ray? I believe so. No, never, no? no. Was it with someone else?
3: I was about to say how jelly I am. She's kind of like Miss Clue maybe. Um, yeah. Yes.
4: Okay. Yeah, I used to um I have a weird attraction to Rachel Ray when, for when she was uh <laughs> filming for um it's true. What Project Runway is that? What she did. So Heidi Klum, what did she do? Yeah, yeah, that's what she. Did. Uh, Project One. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's too <laughs> Wait, skinny. Heidi I'm more interested in yeah. Rachel Ray. All right, yeah, no, I'm, I'm sorry. I just went from six to midnight. What did you say? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I For a, a while, I would. I was cooking when they were filming for uh, Project Runway. I would. I would cook the lunch for. Heidi and a couple of the other people on, on I'm the staff there. Talking and you, about and Tim you did Gunn something Heidi. with her on TV, though, right? <laughs> What's that? Did you do something with her on yeah, TV? Yeah, we did. Okay. Um, we did, Yeah, it was like, she had like an AOL channel, so we did okay. some like cooking things. I don't know if they're still on there, but I just remember
1: watching it. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
4: That was There The funny thing was it ended up being aired in the cabs in the cab tv oh guess okay. so i would get like the text. big time i would get text messages from like my drunk friends late at night Be like you're on tv
2: with i just <laughs> turned you off
4: so i don't puke yeah. <laughs> i can't deal with this now." yeah so but but yeah no so that was that was fun that was it was cool to do those you know aol video
5: things you know we did some snacks and do you like that did you like like the cooking and talking about it and yeah it's funny it's just like
4: you know i just Anything that I've never done before is always fun, you know, and, you know, so it's just like, oh, yeah, I'll try that, I'll try that, you know, I've never been like, oh, I got to be on TV, you know, like, it's not my, you know, that's not what I chase after.
3: Is there, like, yeah, is there, is there like, different worlds in, like, the chef world where, because I assume someone who's always on TV and always doing these circuits must have like some sort of agent
4: pushing them for sure to yeah. these things it's, and it's definitely a lot with pr and agents yeah and, you know, so how
3: and, does that work like you get to a certain stature and like most people hire agents or like are you part of like the cool punk rock chef community who's um like-
2: <laughs> i
4: don't know i probably i probably not that cool in the punk rock chef community um kind of always how you know texas was always kind of not cool in the <laughs> punk if you rock were community. like a band um, yeah. uh- <laughs>
3: Like like if you were a band uh-huh. in the chef community what band would you be? I'd do? be
4: fucking Fugazi. No, um, <laughs> no uh, I wish. No, I mean but the thing is like I like in a perfect world, yes, I would love to be able to, like I'm so fucking strict with my ingredients. I'm fucking, you know, I'm going to charge yeah. you know what exactly what I need to, but you know, I work for a company that's kind of big and so I, you know, I basically feel like I'm uh, I'm on a, one of those major labeled bands that like okay. kind of does pretty good but still like you know so maybe like I wilco
3: have- or something yeah maybe like yeah, something I mean, well, there. Yeah, that. Wilco <laughs> before right. nels climb.
4: later shit <laughs> okay
3: so you're the wilco of
2: chef
4: maybe maybe radiohead will say something like you know a little more experimental and like that's true cooler. yeah you're a little more out of the box <laughs> like we're not really not, so not it's so hard your later food you know yeah that's
5: true <laughs> that's now have you have you been approached by things I watch a lot of food network stuff and I'm always like wondering like where do they get this judge from and and is is that something that's ever come across is that something that you've been asked to judge in?
4: I've been asked to like like you know like chopped kind of situations okay. and things like that I just don't really think that competing yeah. On, on TV, but cooking is like, is like, it doesn't sound fun to me. No. Um, That's very stressful. It's, yeah, and it's yeah. Like, I don't, like, I don't really like to do anything in 20 minutes. Like, not to say that I'm not like efficient and like can't do, but it's like, oh, you have 20 minutes to do this yeah. thing with all but these Milky stupid, Way with but, yeah, some duck. Dumb ingredients. <laughs> yeah. <and it's> like, <laughs> and,
2: what you I don't watching? know. It's just, just kind of <laughs> weird.
4: Like, it's something that I just don't really feel myself wanting to do that I would yeah, have. I mean, yeah. I don't know. It just... But I could also, you know, you could be like, oh, we're going to do it right now. And I would be like, oh, I guess I'll do it. But, you know, if I had to, but it's just something I never really, it's not really something I, I, I chase like
5: food is such a cool, accessible thing because, like, my, my children, I have uh, six-year-old twins, they love watching, like, those tasty videos, mm-hmm. that, you know, where they speed it up much faster than it takes to do anything. Yeah, yeah. But they love watching them. They love watching the Food Network. They love watching... They won't try anything new, mm-hmm. but they love watching <laughs> in the preparation. I'm yeah. like, I hope this, like, rubs off and becomes something. Yeah, you mm-hmm. gotta get them to cook for you soon. Well, their father, if he didn't have a microwave, they wouldn't eat, so...
3: Um, <laughs> but it does the next scarily? Father's Day, you just wake up to a beautifully prepared meal you had no idea they could do.
5: They don't even realize I'm a vegetarian, so they don't...
1: They're just like... <laughs> I don't. Did <laughs> take as the, a guy from Man vs. Food blocked me on Twitter? Wait, why? Yeah, he yeah, did that years ago. Oh no,
5: what
3: did you do?
1: And I've did never met a him, pun? but I've or heard he's a, a, a cunt <laughs>
3: <laughs>
5: from more uh, than one person. He did this
1: thing. You
3: punned his food, didn't you? He did this. thing. Oh no, thing. you
1: did something great. This is a great yeah, I story. Did, I'm, pretty great. I'm, I'm, yeah. is and awesome. I wasn't sure if I to bring it up. You should bring it up. I'm going to bring it up. So this thing happened a while ago where he lost a bunch of weight and he was. Posted some Instagram photos. Wait, who is
3: this guy? No, it's not Guy Fee. Adam He's Richman. Adam Richman. Oh, Adam Richman.
1: Yeah. So he posted nice. this If you're listening, Adam, I've never met you, but I've heard you're a cunt. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was. He was. He took a photo of himself and he lost all the weight. He looks great. Totally, totally agree. Don't backtrack, uh, Well, This <laughs> is bullshit. So he posted he this looks photo.
4: Asshole.
1: He posted this photo and he hashtagged it Thinspiration. Okay. Uh, which I never heard this term before, but some someone left a comment a very polite comment uh-huh. and was like uh hey adam like you look great just so you know like thinspiration is a the thing the anorexic community that's kind of like has like kind of a weird connotation. It's like oh. if you're anore, you know what I mean. Like gotcha. it's kind of like thin inspiration, and maybe like people have unhealthy tendencies towards this. And so, so you
3: would look at like a picture of another anorexic person as your thin inspiration. Yeah, something
1: like something that. I'm like not like sure that. exactly, but she was she was basically gotcha. like this is. I'm sure you wouldn't know that. There's no way you would know this, but I'm just letting you know. And she did it nicely. It's totally nice. And okay. he just wrote back, "Dilligaff." with Stanford? Do I look like I give a fuck? <laughs> oh god! Oh, Diligab! <laughs> and, and then from there, and then from there, it was it's he like told, he told some girl like one. she should kill herself. Like what? should cut. You can look at her. Like, he was just like went he like went so aggressively over the top defensive, and well, uh, he's
4: hungry, you know.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so he apologized. I think one of his shows got canceled, but everyone kind of forgot about it. But well, once in a while, I would go on his Instagram <laughs> and he would be like, Hey, a great pasta, blah, blah, blah. And I would retweet it and just write, Dilligaff? Yeah. <laughs> I would repost his boring tweets and write it. And then one day I tried to do it. I would do it like every six months. And then one day I tried to do it and it was like, This user has blocked you. It's yeah. <laughs> a badge of honor, dude. Oh. Yeah. And then I was in LA once at a restaurant and he was there. Oh, and I was going to send over a Diligaf note. Ah. And then I was like, I don't I shouldn't do this. And then yes. I was worried he was gonna recognize me from Twitter. Like I was like oh my God, n- that thought, would never happen. Too that's too much. much. I thought that's too, too much. Yeah. I thought too uh. much. So just, uh. that, my time. avatar is a painting of a Picasso painting that isn't even of me.
2: It does look a lot like me. Yeah. A lot but, like like me. A lot but
1: yeah, like that's my closest like celebrity chef kinda run in. Huh. Uh. Oh, that's a pretty good one
3: though.
4: Yeah, thank you. I thought it was lighthearted, but you know, still poignant see that's like, okay this is good though because now you're thinking about bands that like like I, now i want to be now, now i want to be like bit. the born against you know i want to yeah. like just be like fuck you and like you know call yeah. everybody out and like yeah. that would be amazing you know like just yeah you know you but gotta, then like <laughs> your service at your restaurants would
3: suck It'd oh. be like, you're lucky to be here. It wouldn't be, like, nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know?
4: Is it Born Against... Superiority Burger? Is that... That's... Brooks played drums in Born Against in their, like, la- later years. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. I've been
1: meaning to check that place out.
4: Oh, it's amazing. It, it John Hill. Yeah, it's, it's original. Yeah. Really?
1: Oh, yeah. I
3: didn't know that. The famous John Hill.
4: The famous yes. John Hiltz.
1: Yes. So, are you, are you still playing music at all in California? Or... Because I know you're in some bands out here, Oh, um, with... You
4: know... I've tried. I had like two kind of situations. There's always like something like yes, I'll do I I'd like to play and, you know, we we're always tossing around and there was like two things that kind of got somewhere and then like last minute like ah, oh, let's not do this anymore or this person's going to go do this and that person, you know, this person's busy. So I say yes, but it's not like something like I I chase after. Like right before I left I've been here for a month now actually. Um but, they, like, I was talking to some friends and, you know, like, are oh, we going to get together? And I was like, I'd love to, but I have to go to New York and open two restaurants. But when I come back, if you want to play, that's awesome. But, you know, it's just, I, I really just want to play to, like, because I'm in the kitchen, mostly like, I'm thinking about food all the time. So it would be really great to just be like, hey, guys that don't cook all the time, let's just make some noise. And, like, I'm not, like, for me, I don't really care to, like, I don't have to play shows or, like, you know, put out a record. or I just want to, like hang out with some friends and make some noise and like hopefully it's fun, you know. That's right, that's, that's right. all. I'm like looking for that mm-hmm. more than like oh, let's play a show and let's go on a tour. Maybe I could talk to this guy. He'll put out a record and you know, we you know, so and so's playing, we can get on that show. Like I'm not really interested in that. I just want to have, like, have a few hours a week to go and and then always like there's literally you know, mm-hmm. someone always kind of comes through and says, "Hey, let's play." I'm like, "Yes." But yeah. this is my situation. And they're like, "Oh, that's awesome. That's cool. It's totally great for me." And then it's like you know, it always kind of gets to that point where, and they follow up.
5: That means you bring us food to practice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I
1: mean,
4: would. Do you ever feel
5: like
1: if you're, well, first of all, Scott, do you want to start a band? Yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> cool. Jonah's nice. around. Yeah. I'm around. schedule. Yes, <laughs> I have a lot of free time. Uh, yeah. so do you ever feel so? You get flown out here because I went to your, the pizza place you opened with uh-huh. Trevor. Is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce it. Double zero. Double zero. Uh, do you ever feel like you come out here? Like, Scott, we hired you to open this restaurant, and then, like, you get out there and people are asking you questions, and you're like, I don't know. Or do you feel like
4: you have, like... Like, about, like, what kind of questions? Like,
1: I guess, like, that just seems, like, you just... I just... That just seems so overwhelming to me. Yeah, I was going to ask that. What does it
4: mean to
5: open a restaurant? Yeah,
4: what does it mean? Like, how do you... For me, for... Like, like, what's your role, I guess? So, I'm basically the chef for the company. Matthew is, you know, a well-known chef, but he's... At this point, he's the restaurant owner. Like, a restaurant, like he's a restauratory. So he owns, like, he's the, the founder, CEO, and... It's like Suge Knight. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. He's the Suge Knight. Thank of- you for putting <laughs> in terms <laughs> I can understand. Sure. We really no opened this up at East Coast West Coast started <laughs> the start of this. Day. It's always
3: on my mind. It's always on my mind.
4: So
2: my job is to <laughs> basically
4: make the menus and then, you know... R and D the recipes, like research and develop the recipes, and then train a staff, and then open the restaurant, and be in the kitchen to like maintain the standards, and then keep in touch, you know, all the time with them, and make sure that you know they have the support they need. Do you have who is going to be
3: like the head chef once you leave in place already?
4: That's usually the plan. Like that's you know yeah. That, that, yeah. So I'm um, currently like we have a we open. Bar Verde, which is, like, the, the Mexican restaurant that we just opened. And I hired a chef, and he's there right now. And he's, you know, it's, it's Friday night. It's going to get busy pretty soon. And he's handling it. And you yeah. know, and I just have to, you know, be the eyes and ears and taste buds to make sure everything, the standards are there and, and everything's, you know, just consistent and moving forward, you know. Sure. Let me put you in a scenario that must
1: happen to you all the time. You guys make something. You send it out. It's fine. And then the customer's, like this is cooked wrong or something you're like no i'm a chef like it's definitely not cooked wrong
4: well that's you know there's like you de- sell computers <laughs> <laughs> there's you know that happens a lot but it's at this point i just it does how how it, it's not even bad like it's like for and um. there's definitely chefs that are like this is how it is and this is how you're gonna get it and too fucking bad and for me i'm just like you know what if we have so many people that come to us because they have allergies and they're you know, uh, sick and, right. mm-hmm. and and I just want them to have, I want, I want our guests to have a great experience and I don't want, like, and especially like, since we're like a plant-based vegan company and we have a lot of people, mm-hmm. you know, that are vegan that come to us, like, like being a vegan, go to regular, going to restaurants, you hear no all the time. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if you're going to come to sure. our restaurant, because this is something that should be really easy for you to eat at, to hear no really sucks. Yeah. yeah. So I'm going to do everything I can do that's like reasonable to give you what you want, you know, like, Thanks. and that's not, not, you know, it's not, I'm not going to make a whole new thing for you, but if it's a simple mm-hmm. substitution or, you know, or if you let me know, like, if you're allergic to something, you let me, let us know mm-hmm. 24 hours in advance, we'll have it for you. We can do that. Like, it's nice just, to hear. You just got to know, like, ahead of time. Like, I, really, I can't, like, you know, right. someone came in the restaurant and you know, it was like, oh, I'm allergic to nuts and I can't have this and I can't have that. And it's like you know, when we have a restaurant full with 70 people right now and, like, it's that kind of screws everything up, I can give you something, but it's not... If you give me a heads up, we can make something really awesome for you, you know? Um, right. But that, that's that's something I like to, you know, to do f- with our restaurants, you know, just because I, I just don't really like, you know, being a strict vegan, you know, I, for a part, long time in my life, like, going to restaurants, going, no, 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 and then, you know, going to, like, a vegan restaurant, i like, no, we can't do that. It's like, and you're still a strict vegan. No, 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 won't. no I, 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 you know, I, I, try things. Yeah, but mostly, you know, I—that's the food I love the most.
5: I can't, I can't. That, that's that's been the hardest for me. Because I'm a, I'm a newish vegetarian, mm-hmm. like three years. And okay, I haven't been able to. See, Benny just told me recently. He's like, that fake meat is bad for you, and I was like, what? <laughs> what are you talking <laughs> about? That's all <laughs> I've been eating. <laughs> so I, I got, got rid of soy, and now, like, yeah. now what the fuck am I? Yeah, doing yeah. And it's it's. I ordered a vegan pizza at a place out in Jersey. <laughs> And the wager looked at me and went, "You know that means no cheese." <laughs> and according to my wife, I reacted poorly. <laughs> <laughs> um, in my head, I thought it was a very nice, honest response. But according to her, it was probably cum in my food.
3: <laughs> oh, no. so, so you did get a little dairy. No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's beautiful. Yikes. Speaking though of vegetarian, I'm on like year. I don't know. I'm getting close to like 25 years vegetarian, mm-hmm. strict vegetarian. And through that time, I've had a lot of like, you know, ethical and philosophical questions that have gone away and come back mm-hmm. through the course of my my process. And something I always think about is like, especially now as just like an older person and a little more pragmatic. Like, what if people like, by the droves, really started like going vegan and going vegetarian, like all throughout the world. Like, I can never see the end game. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what the plan is if like this actually works. Yeah, yeah. Like, do you foresee ever like a vegetarian world, or is it possible, or is meat just part of the human experience, and we're just deciding not to be part?
4: Yeah, of it? I don't. I mean, it's just. It just seems like it's so far-fetched that it actually could happen. Right. Like, and and I just think everybody has to, you know, from going from like, being a strict vegan like, and, then you know, being a dick about it and, like, to kind of finding some kind of balance and being like, you know, this is how I like to eat. It makes me feel good. It doesn't really make me feel good when I watch other people, like, push this shit on people. So, sure. like, I just want people to find out themselves. And, you know, like... I'm like, people say to me all the time, oh, I'm trying to be vegan and I'm trying to be vegetarian. It's like, that's great. Cool. You're, mm-hmm. you're trying, you're doing so much more than mm-hmm. so many you're other, thinking about you know, it. it's yeah. like, you know, do what you can do that's best for you. And that's really, you know, and like, you know, some people might think that's like a shitty thing to say, but it's like, I don't really, I'm not, I'm not here. I never like, I don't think it's like, you know, something that you need to push on people. And I, th- I think that the, all this information is coming out now and and it has been and you know, people are gonna find it, you know, get into it as much as they can, and that's good. And like that's all I really you know, that's that's the most I can ask for. I just but would it be cool? Or would it would be amazing? Sure. But like what are we gonna do with all this, you know? Right. Like the fucked Im- up land and you know weird, you know, uh oh, you know. I have
5: a
2: dear pigs, friend who's you know? been working well, for the FBI. Department of
5: Agriculture for twenty plus years mm-hmm. and in the past few years she's like yeah, I don't know how much longer I can keep doing this. I've got a lot of ethical mm-hmm. things. And she, I remember in college when she was studying animal science, she knew this is where she wanted to go. I was dating the, uh, you know, the equivalent of like riot girl, vegan, whatever, and pushing all this PETA stuff, yeah, yeah. has their own issues. Um, and my friend came over and looked at the flyer and went, no, no, lie, no yeah shit <laughs> yeah okay there's a reason for that one no 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 and i was like oh interesting standpoint on both sides and as she's grown gotten mm-hmm. older and all this it's just so it is i think about what benny's saying is like is there what what gets to the point of like is it is it too far gone you know is it is a, in a corporate structure
4: yeah you know? I, I mean it's just i mean there's a lot of people in this world to ask to do that you know yeah <laughs> sure you know <laughs>
5: that's true you know um did you read the China study? Did you read that book? Uh huh. It's my my grandfather gave it to me because he had a he had a debilitating heart attack and went from being able to you know play golf all every day to not being able to walk mm-hmm. nine feet. And his doctor said, "You just got to change your diet." So he read this book, and it was about how in provinces in China, where you go further out, where people don't have any money and yeah. you can't buy a calf, you know, they would eat they would eat mostly vegetables and. Oddly enough, they were much healthier than people in the they cities. They live and things longer. Like and yeah, yeah. Weird, right? Yeah. They live longer. So my grandfather became a vegan in his in his eighties. Well, wow. and went from walking nine feet to playing nine holes again. That's yeah. great. And it was, and even his doctor went. Let's throw some fish in here for you. Just your little, other, you've gone too uh-huh. far yeah, into yeah. it. But it's a, it's a very fascinating book, and it's just mm-hmm. super science. I've all,
4: seen, like I've been around, like yeah. you know, and I've seen people like one of the first. Like working at Angelica, I worked in like the takeout part, you know, when I first started working there and there was this older man, his name was Vinny Puma and it's he just came in Perfect. And, New he, he was great, right and, he looked, and he looked exactly, <laughs> exactly what you think he looked like too. And you know, he, he was just, did he call you a guy? Hey, he kind of, <laughs> yeah, probably kid. I think he called me kid actually. Um, but he would come and just get juice every day. And I was like, Vinny, just get something else. Come on. We got all this good food. And he, I mean, like literally like laid it on me. He was like, I had cancer. I went on this juice thing. And this was like 1995. This yeah, was like yeah. a long time ago. And I was like, and I cured myself by drinking all this juice. I cured myself of cancer, and I have no cancer anymore. And it was just like, huh, what? And like that kind of like blew my mind. And then all the, like, and then you'd have all these other people that were coming in there because they were, you know, had all these health issues that were like healing themselves. And you know, you think about it, you know, you, you make your the, make digestion easy. Your body can like kind of like get to the other things that are, you know it can help the other things that are bad. Like if you're like, tradition's really hard on your body. So if you're like eating all this like processed food, it needs to put a lot of energy in that and doesn't get the chances to like, you know, maybe, you know, whatever, whatever, you know, your heart, you know, your arteries or whatever. I don't even, you know, it doesn't, it keeps away that energy to like, to help heal that. Mm-hmm. So that, you know, seeing that and having it that like kind of simple, it was like, oh, all right. Wow. And then, you know, you just see all these people like that eat healthy. Like, like Matthew Kenny is a you know he's in his fifties and you, everyone like like you're what you're that how old are you? You look like you're thirty eight. You know, and he does. He's but he eats like super clean, super healthy. Look at healthy. Tom Brady. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know? Scott, I heard he's
1: like eighty five years old. I heard you were like <laughs> yeah. actually like five foot one before you started. Going yeah. Vegan. yeah,
4: yeah. I was four <laughs> eleven wow and yeah. you sprouted <laughs> yeah. oh nice yeah. <laughs> damn <laughs> is it, holy
1: shit
2: you're
1: all I feel, by the way, I mean,
2: welcome
1: i mean this it, <laughs> in such a, a positive way you have the most california vibe to you now i feel like it's <laughs> oh, so calming this california guy. i like it i mean Uh-oh. is it like is it at all like and i feel like all my questions are so negative is it all like a bummer being back here in the sense like with like Angelica being closed and pure and all that stuff. Or no, you know, kind of I love York? it
4: here, and it's just my home. You know, my yeah. family's here, and like all like lots of my friends are here. Um, can I complain about it being fucking cold? Yes. Yeah. Like i you know, like you know but you're from here, you shouldn't be. It's like, yeah, it's fucking cold. It's thirty degrees. You know, I'm cold. Um, but um, no, I, it's not a bummer. I love coming here. I'm, I've definitely been here. For a month and i'm starting to get a little like you know i was like all right i'm sleeping above you know a heavy metal bar which is really loud and you know it's like every night i'm like oh again these fucking can you hear it can you hear it everything you can hear everything up there i can hear the band sound checking i can hear like you know i can people like and it's also kind of fun at the same time and i've been begging justin and elena to like do this like heavy metal sidewalk. Like they just should videotape or record them because there's so much nonsense that these people talk about. That's even better than oh, I'm you know, sure heavy metal parking lot. Yeah, you know? I get like smoothie Would... recipes and you know the, like the weirdest. Like I was like oh, why am I recording this? This is so dumb. A heavy metal parking <laughs> lot.
5: I know people who were at that show. Uh-huh. <laughs> and ah, oh, God, I remember the first time seeing it. I was like, holy shit, this is every dildo I knew in high school. <laughs> Wearing a, a swan song T shirt. <laughs> so, God, I love that movie. It's so great.
3: You got you got a thing against Zeppelin? Hmm. Yeah, <laughs> what, I do. You like
5: that one? No. What's
3: that shit? I, don't. <laughs> I like Bonham, but
5: I don't like Zeppelin. Someone brought oh. up, and today. by Bonham, I mean the band Bonham. Yeah,
3: I get it. Someone was talking shit on the Doors today. Oh, I don't like the Doors. I you can do, do that anything for you if you'd like. I don't, of don't like course. the Doors. No one likes the fucking Doors. This, <laughs>
2: is part of my, this is
3: part of my my reasoning that bothers me. I really feel like if The Doors were from England, everyone would fucking love The Doors. Uh, And the same attitude they carried over here doesn't work. And if fucking Led Zeppelin was from California singing about Valhalla and your (laughs) Underlord and fucking Lord of the Rings and shit, it would have been like the corniest, like, whatever. That's a really good good point, because everyone loves like the faces. Yeah. Why? It's ridiculous, but because it was like smart and british like they got away with it and because the doors were kind of like we're dumb and american they can't get away with it i don't yeah, like it. yeah but this. they also suck though no they, <laughs> yeah.
0: how does that
4: band suck come on the doors there's the biggest
0: player. they were not good musicians oh my god, <laughs> oh my god <laughs> is dan's more is a good drummer
1: <laughs> they had some cool the organ or- parts great That's organs cool great yeah. drums sick organ and the two
3: records after he died were really good i'm just saying I think there's something going on here. Um, the, 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 my argument holds no water, all four you know, people in the it, room? No, I, I'm agreeing okay, with you. Jeremy, uh, I got you. Have you ever read
4: Please Kill Me? I'm indifferent. Have you ever read Please Kill Me? No. <laughs> Scott. Just what,
0: read the first chapter, Please Kill Me. All right. <laughs> What's the I classic
1: went. rock band that all your friends like that you just can't get into? Hmm. i gonna go for me. I feel like CCR. I just never... Could really get into. Okay, that's yeah,
3: kind of rednecky.
1: Yeah, yeah. Wait, I'd,
3: am I allowed to say that? Is that a bad word? Oh. God. No, I oh. don't think so. Oh, okay, <laughs> I
5: didn't you're, know. you're sitting in front you know, of one. You're fine.
4: <laughs> I'm trying to. That's a good question. <laughs> I'm sure I don't like a lot of bands that my friends like. Um, but I used to hate Led Zeppelin. Really? In high school, I hated them. And oh, so did I. It was like, it was like so much hate. I could not. All feel... the jocks like Zeppelin. Yeah, so yeah. I associated that with <clears throat> and Pink Floyd with like
5: jockey yeah They they yeah. got me into minor threat which worked out great yeah yeah, yeah. So you guys exactly. i think
3: are just from a bit of a different time like <laughs> like led zeppelin was nostalgic by the time i right. got to high school but when
4: like... they were i mean they were nostalgic for sure yeah, yeah. but it just was not like i was the same way all i cared about was skateboarding and the bad brains mm-hmm. and and my yeah. threat that and like anything that sounded you know like that easy listening, you know, you know, I was not interested in. Maybe if, only, maybe if it was reggae, because, you know, that was, like, some other, like, what was... Different, yeah, like, different thing all the time. Rastas years. just seemed the uber punk, you know, there was so much more punk than anybody, you know, to me. So I loved, that's why I loved reggae. But, yeah, I just, like, but literally, I think, you know, I, like, found Led Zeppelin on tour with Texas. So, like, we were just, I think one of us, it might have been me, like, like that we were stayed at someone's house and there was like a Led Zeppelin tape. I'm like, I'm taking that. And we like, and like all of a sudden it was like, holy shit, this is amazing, you know? Like, and then you know, we're sound checking, you know, to like riffs and stuff, you know? Like it was like such a weird thing, but like, and well, you would
5: sound check to the bands they stole them from.
4: Yeah, yeah, exactly. When
1: we had Daily on, I felt like half our podcast was just talking about the Grateful Dead. Sure was. Yeah,
4: he's yeah. that's he's like he grew up with them. Him and his, his brother was super into it, and he's right. like, he's into it. He's on yeah. it, you know. But I like. That was another thing. Like, I, like in high school, I had friends that loved the Grateful Dead. I'd been to, like, you know, they were like, we're oh, going to the... So I went to the, you know, NASA Coliseum, hung out in the parking lot, watch everyone run around like fucking maniacs and... You know, you know, sucking, you know, helium or whatever it is. The yeah, what kind balloons. of
3: drugs were going yeah, you know. on in you know. the parking lot of Nassau Coliseum for Grateful Dead in the 80s? There was like, no. You know,
4: it was like, you know, lots of acid, mescaline, Still any quaaludes still But I was like then? totally straight edge. So like, I didn't do any of that. You know, I just I was hanging out, you know, yeah. <laughs> I was just hanging out, like watching. Like, yeah, we, we'd crazy... hung out in high school, Scott.
2: Yeah. Had quaaludes, <laughs> Had quaaludes <laughs> gone away by then? <laughs> I've never seen a Quillen. <laughs> here's, here's my great aunt works for that factory.
5: <laughs> <like>. <laughs> <laughs> i I would, I, I, I would <laughs> do
4: Quillen. This comes you immediately. up so <laughs> often. <Where's>
5: immediately,
3: <laughs> I would do it. Is Where is it? is it? Someone's got. You're doing yeah. yeah. I, I, I never, I never what, thought what about that. What exactly it. is I'd a done, quaalude? Yeah, it's a what? super downer. My, yeah, yeah, my great aunt
5: worked for the company that made quaaludes and would proudly tell people that in her retirement. <laughs> I think I
3: Valiums came as an offshoot of it, mm-hmm. but I right? thought, but quaaludes don't put you to sleep though. Like, no, it's the, a downer. Just it's a, but they make you luby and like drunk, like drunk right? Like kind three of Valiums yeah. and a Mountain Dew
0: okay oh. what do you think i don't know i just made that up <laughs> <laughs> sounds great <laughs> a good
1: name for a band <laughs> do you think- that's an album do right? kids- yeah the album, sure. album
0: for sure that's do kids saturday
1: do whip it still or is that yes they yeah, do? Sure. Yeah. Whippets, yeah sure yeah i wasn't sure if like that was not like that was like quaila there was a thing well, people didn't
4: i think daily sent me a photo like we, me and daily and we have a like a text thread of bunch of stupid shit and he's like look at these people they're way too old to be doing this and they're totally we're holding that's who's no. doing ha- that. balloons. Dude, yeah. uh, i mean it was...
3: someone stopped making quaaludes someone did not stop making whipped cream <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> no, <yes. laughs> like, but that's... i was like i was i wonder if just kids do like pills now or something like they have are like, they like download drugs i think I don't the know. old classics no they drink like... purel they drink purel yeah. yeah. go
0: look up youtube yeah. videos yeah. Yeah. about kids someone showing gets, how yeah. to drink purel uh, yeah, yeah. I, that well,
5: must give you the shits. which was invented by thomas edison's brother it just took like a long time to. For uh, people Purell like, was invented. He invented drinking it? No. it. no, I don't
1: know. About he invented He, he put the in Is it like drinking it, Robitussin or something? It's just like no, no. No, then it's I, just because there's a try trace it. amount of alcohol
2: <laughs> in
3: it. People used to do the same shit with like breath spray and mouthwash, just because there was a trace amount of alcohol in it. They thought if they fucked with it enough, mm-hmm. they get wasted. Is it? Oh, we do that in college. If you didn't have enough money for beer, you'd
5: pay four bucks to get. Uh, Robotussin, you've robo trips. Oh my gosh! Yes.
2: <laughs> really? Many I, times.
1: I, I've, yeah. I've also well, taken a few. also robo a few trips down the robo trip. <laughs> Can <and>
3: anyone <laughs> tell me a highlight? <laughs> Robotussin, <laughs> I, oh, yeah.
1: I saw the Ramones <laughs> while robo. Yes, oh! I can't top it. <laughs> yeah, oh, appropriate. Appropriate. wow, and beautiful. This <laughs> was how fucked up <laughs> I was. <laughs> I, uh, I, I had this guy that. Uh, Man, I know my parents listen to this. Uh, I have this guy. You're uh, old lived in a enough. Cave you in just got to come clean, though. <laughs> tell the story, and if it's too awful, I'll save it for It'll feel
3: good. Bonus. Just wash away. <laughs> oh, yeah. It'll wash away once you tell it. I, 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 this is a safe place, Jonah.
1: I knew this guy who was older, who initiated me into the ways of robo-tripping, and I went with him to this Ramon show, because I wasn't old enough to drive, okay. and we stopped on the way. I mean, and the fact that this guy would tell, like, two 15-year-old kids how to do this is so incredible to me. And terrible, but also it's a good story. Uh, But we went I remember we went to uh, Revco, which was a a drugstore in Ohio at the time, defunct. And he was like, you have to get this certain kind of Robitussin with a certain color label. Like, it was very specific. He's like, you have to drink half the bottle, then wait a half hour. Then drink the second half
3: okay
1: and so we did it i remember we did it and then we got to the venue we drank the second half and drinking it drinking a full bottle of robitussin is a terrible experience it's It's so thick it's it's, so sweet it's It's so syrupy but it's on par with like some of like my strongest psychedelic experiences it (laughs) puts you in an insane state of mind and i watched a show the ramones played uh nautica in cleveland um they did the first warp tour it was outdoor and i was so fucked up that after the show ended i was watching just people leave and then i realized that i was the only person there <laughs> <laughs> and i was standing and no one knew where i was this was before cell phones and i was just standing by myself in this empty venue literally just like mesmerized by like just like what was happening around me well,
3: at least you were beautiful. riding it
1: yeah you know uh and then, go south on dude, I have another robotest experience that's even more messed up. Tell <laughs> that me. that I'm, I can tell because it was so long ago. I was did it. I only did it two or three times. The last time I did it. I did you dupe your parents to do this one? No. Dude, I did it. This is really bad. Sorry, Mr. <laughs> and Mrs. So I don't need to take over this. <laughs> it's okay. this no, is, This is important. I, I did it with my friend. And, Jonah has to come clean. And, it's uh, vegan, right? We went think so. Probably. We <laughs> I was probably I was fifteen again. I did it like two or three times. Again. I was still fifteen. I was still in my again. I was still fifteen and uh my friend was having someone I thought was my friend Ugh. was having a house party because his parents were out of town. Oh man. And uh, I went to the house party with my friend and he had a babysitter, he had like a cool babysitter who was like, you can have a party and I can tell your parents. And I went and uh, and we were robo-tripping we showed up and the babysitter was like yeah, it's like, actually guys, sorry, it's full. And we're like, no, it's cool, we're friends with this guy. And he's like, no, like, you guys can't come. And basically we got like denied this party. And Ooh. we were robo-tripping and it was like super weird vibes and we went back to my house and called the cops on them. <laughs>
2: <laughs> 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 and, and <laughs>
3: That's so West Coast, uh,
1: yeah. <laughs> dude. The, cop, the cops came and like all these kids <laughs> in my grade got busted and grounded, hey, oh, and no one knew who did it. And I oh, remember being like, "Yeah." <laughs> and people being like, "Did you hear about this?" I was like, "No, what yeah. <laughs> happened?" And it was in yeah, and all these people got in trouble. And did you uh,
3: just tell this to make up to Mr.
1: <laughs> and Mrs. Bayer on the
3: podcast? You're like, "Listen, wow, I did the right thing." Yes, yeah, so I did
1: it a couple times. So I did it in Southern Moans and then I did it and called the cops on a house party that i didn't get it, oh, didn't get it that's dirty well that yeah. means my go-karting story <laughs> yeah sorry steven yeah. Right. yeah i mean i felt <laughs> weird about airing this publicly but it was literally like over 20 years ago you can't be mad about that there's a of limitations i'm being mad no about okay. jonah that's- i'm, totally I'm
3: mad at you
4: now
1: <laughs> 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 You were <even laughs> <crazy?
4: laughs> come, <on,
3: like>, <laughs> come on
2: now
4: <laughs> was pissed. I am on your side. Yeah, good, yeah. I was pissed. I Go was, to the Revco's, I was, I was, buy
2: some eggs, <laughs> and do some work. Who do you call the police? Yeah. Uh,
1: Come on. My feeling, West Coast. My feelings were hurt. I was a sensitive yeah, adolescent. Yeah, you could have toilet papered the house. Yeah. I know. There's so many better so ways. So many yeah. options. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. The oh. cops were the more fun. Yeah, that was sure.
5: You didn't even light anything on fire.
1: So. Have you guys ever <laughs> called the cops on a party before? I
3: did by accident yeah. the One I was at. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. You might know the guy, Chris Ross. You remember Chris uh, yeah, Ross? Yeah. yeah, it was at a party at Chris Ross's house on New Year's. I tried to use his phone, and this is the the days of landlines. And I pressed a speed dial button by nine one one, and I called nine one one. And I'm on the phone with him. I'm like. <laughs> oh my God. I didn't mean to call you guys. <laughs> I'm so sorry. This is ridiculous. I shouldn't have called you. And they're like, Yeah, but we have to send someone there. And I'm like, hey, No, you don't. Please. Like, we're fine. There's nothing. Don't waste the taxpayers' money. And they're like, No, nah, it's like protocol. Yeah, they we got, got to. So I literally I had to hang up the phone, go to my friend Chris, to the me. host of this party, be like, Hey, <laughs> uh, the cops are about to come.
2: I called them.
3: <laughs> yeah. But he was, he was he was able to negotiate at the door
1: and they never they never came in. It panned out okay. I have okay. some friends in a band who were supposed to play a house show. I don't want to give any names and didn't want to play the house show. Okay. And they called the cops so that, no. so that they wouldn't have to play. Ow. No names are important. Is now. this a band who But did they exists?
4: expect their guarantee? Of their house I now?
3: <laughs> I
1: don't know. That's a, Wait, that's a good question. That's when it gets give fucked up. Give
3: me, give me three questions i'll tell you after uh, i'll tell you after does the band still exist uh oh,
4: shit, it was it. texas is the reason <laughs> it was Sorry. texas is the reason. <laughs> all right you yeah. don't want to say i don't want jonah say it, looks so after. reticent right yeah, now. i feel not... like i've
1: already divulged too much during this podcast no, i just feel beautiful. so comfortable next to scott's like glowing <laughs> west coast i know like gleaming <laughs> shining through amazing. rock rock so, buddhistry i was wondering
3: if those insane chefs I see in movies are real, like, um, like the ones who are just like in the back of the kitchen, just hollering and throwing plates and like being that like, insa- but they're so good that they're allowed it's to be this kind of that culture
4: is kind of getting pushed out. Okay. It's definitely still exists, but it's not, it's not really, you know, it's, it's not you know sustainable or fun to be in. It's like it's just like, you know, it's like everyone always talks about you know the restaurant industry is like, oh, giving the guest the best experience. It's like we have to like, you know, as a chef for me, that my big thing is like changing that <clears throat> culture where we're not expecting everyone to like you know, like these restaurants, like they they want everyone just to give up their life and like, you know, and I work a lot and I'm totally, you know, sure. guilty of being one of those people. But that whole it's, you know, they're definitely out there. I think Those chefs are like not really the ones people are trying to work for anymore because it's not really. There's a lot of other chefs and a lot of other restaurants are that are you know changing that culture um, because it's it's a little bit tiring and I always wonder how that works. It's like I always think of the chef as the first to arrive, the last to leave,
5: and I just think restaurants seem just to be great to go to and experience and love but to work in them i it just seems so daunting to me
4: yeah you know and it is for some people and i mean i love it i love that energy i there are days that i'm the first one to go the last one to leave but only if i have to and i won't like you know and there's a lot of chefs out there that feel like you know grant Ackett's from millennia in chicago like you know three Michelin star restaurant he's like he keeps on saying like in interviews like he feels so guilty not being at his restaurant and it's like you know, leaving for, you know, early or like not coming in for the date or going or spending time at another restaurant. It's like for me, I just can't especially like I mean, at that level, like you have three Michelin stars and you know, everything's supposed to be like super perfect, super spot on, everything like, you know, right, exact. Yes, that's like, you know, I can see having that, you know, that burden, like, oh, we have to do this like amazing every time or we're gonna lose all these accolades, da da da. But for, you know, us, like we're just we're just vegetarian restaurants and like you know like we're like you know like not to put it down but like we're not when someone like i'm not saying that i'm this is something i'm after at all i actually don't really care that much but if like the day that one of our restaurants has you know michelin stars and people like really care about that perfectionness and that like you know then there might be a different little bit different but you'll serve meat. we understand (laughs)
5: exactly (laughs)
4: um it's just it's you know, it's just different, you know, it's just a different culture and just trying to like, you know, change that because, you know, there's a lot of, there's a, there's a restaurant in, in Norway that they're open four days a week and they all work eight hours a day, you know, yeah. and like they're, they're like trying to change and, and it's difficult too.
3: Norwegians.
4: How do you? They're just always ahead. Yeah, just but ahead. They'll probably get like, you know, Funded by the government.
5: Oh or yeah, or of course. So, right, you right. Know, it's not like, my club it, needs money. Yeah, it's like you know, no, we're I a band. I have, a... but we hate <laughs> capitalism. <laughs> yeah. Piss me off. Is that your Norwegian accent?
3: <laughs> <laughs> it was spot on. Yeah. <laughs> when you, Swedish. Swedish. I thought you were speaking. Maybe the magic thing Norwegian. is going to bring back those dickhead chefs. Maybe it's going to be like the new thing again. Yeah. Like, hey, we're uh-huh. we're cock and balls chefs again. You know, like that thing.
4: I don't know. I think I think I think. You know, with the way, it's just I mean, everything's. I mean, so many people like there's like chefs, like this whole you know sexual harassment stuff is like right. it's like you know it's it's just like uh, there's like no room for any of that shit anymore. Yeah, you know, it sure it's, isn't, it's, and and it's and it's good because you know, it, I, I for me, I want people to come to work and be excited. Like I hate like going to work and like you know so the you know the chef would, like you know that it's not, isn't a bad mood and you're just like. Like it, there's nothing worse than being like uncomfortable in like a kitchen True. that like mm-hmm. I'm I'm supposed to it's supposed to be my kitchen or like you know food when that, you, like, know you know someone uh, else's bad
3: day is gonna make you have yeah and it's day. like I don't want to be uncomfortable yeah, here and like you know sure. and
4: like and and it's, it's also gives me like you know there's definitely times where you know I'll get overwhelmed and I'll be like what the fuck you know and I'll like, I'll blow up and it's like oh well that was stupid and like you know as it's happening I was like oh well there's I'm letting I'm letting like the stupid thing get get in my way and then you know at the end of it like all right. Like as soon as I'm, I'm sorry, you know, like, yeah, well, you're a person, you're allowed. You know? Yeah. <laughs> but also is. like, I also have worked with chefs who pick that time, the perfect time. And you're like, oh, okay, this works. But like, I've also worked with, you know, been there with everyone. Jonah, why are you doing that? Why is this here? Why is that there? Why? You're 10 minutes late. Like, what are you doing? You know, like, and it's like, clean up this. And it's like, it's not, it's not fun. And like, you're just like, you're walking on eggshells and you're like scared and like, you're not going to put out good food. Right. You're not going to make good food because you're so scared. You don't even know what what the next thing that's, that you did that's fucked mm. up. You Have know? you done a book? Uh, I've done two cookbooks with mm-hmm. Matthew. We just had a new one come out. that actually just came out on the 14th. Mm-hmm. It's called okay. Plant Lab. Right on. Yeah. What's the other one? Uh, Plant Food. Plant Food. Okay. Yeah, that came out <clears throat> three years ago, 2013, four years ago.
5: Somebody gave me a book years ago that I haven't opened because I don't cook, but it's called Veg. Okay. <laughs> and uh, so I was f-
4: like, From the restaurant in Philly. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Probably. Yeah.
5: There's- I should open it. Makes and sense. Don't even throw it out. <laughs> okay. <man>. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense why or, you like or eat it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what I was thinking. I was yes. like, veg. <laughs>
1: veg is good. Yeah. Makes sense why you like Zeppelin so much because Robert Plant. <laughs> oh. Yeah. oh yeah. There we go. Put that together. Uh,
5: there it is. And and I think you just slap the button on. This how one.
3: much of um? <laughs> how much of like, you know, through the years, you you must have had to to learn about like the nutrition of each item. Like, Mm -hmm. like how much does that come into play for you when you're putting dishes together? Like if something tastes great, but it's a bunch of plants that don't happen to have a lot of like deep, like, do you actually like feel the need to, to make sure like something protein rich or iron rich is like in a, in a meal?
4: I think it kind of happens naturally. And also, you know, it's, there's so much protein. It's like all these vitamins and protein. it's in, we're eating too much of that. Like I, like, I don't think anyone's ever really, you know, going to be like, oh, I like the whole the protein myth too, you it's know, yeah. you know, yeah. it's like if you eat a balanced, you know, you'll be, you're fine. Right. Um, I do like to, you know, you know, pair things together. Like I always like to put like something like pickled or acidic with, you know, and then something creamy and like rich and, you know, and then something crunchy. Like, so I, I do kind of like, you know, I play on that with like textures and flavors mm-hmm. But that usually just kind of happens naturally with, like, you know, you know, with the nutrition thing. But I did spend a long time, like, you know, because I was really, like, going back to, like, Vinnie Puma, like, right. being, like, amazed that, like, wow, this juice can, like, heal people. or So, like, sure. I, I definitely always, you know, you know, paid attention to that. But I, like, also, like i love carrots and like carrots are like just like you know polarizing vegetable like why do you use so much i was like I, I just like them i think they're sweet they're, they're delicious like you can do so many different things with them but like their chefs are just like they're fucking carrots like they're you know?
5: polarizing because people like me were told to eat them mm-hmm. and then the only thing that cured my vision was laser beams so <laughs> fuck carrots <laughs> and you had to eat them
3: out of a can and
4: they're weird and soft Wait, why is know?
3: why are they po- are, are they seen are they looked at as like trashy commoner vegetables
4: Yeah, I just think it's like it's like a regular vegetable,
5: you know, and <laughs> that and, man, just flowed you know. off the tongue for you. That's I can't believe
3: good. there's such bougie Yeah, yeah. <laughs> bougie <laughs> vegetable stuff. These aren't so, heirloom. Ooh. So what are like what are like commoner vegetables? Like potatoes. Yeah, carrots, but I but
4: I don't think people would ever like snub a potato though, like cuz I think potatoes, really? you know. Is a carrot the most snubbed? A broccoli is broccoli snubbed? Or yeah, peas? no, no, I think ca- for some reason carrots, but I also think it's because I like to use carrots so oh, much. so you hear about yeah, it. Yeah, so it's like, oh, carrots again. You put carrots, you try to put carrots in every dish. <laughs> what, <laughs> what do you think is like the coolest vegetable right now? <laughs> the coolest vegetable? Like yeah. the trendiest.
3: Yeah, what's vegetable? the most like chic? Oh, I don't vegetable.
4: even know. Um,. Is it like ramps or something? What are the oh, ramps are in the, in the spring, yeah. And to honestly, like, I, they're kind of boring to me. Like, it's like, it's not worth all the hype. Yeah. Like, I, I've been like, oh, my god, ramps, cool, they're awesome. And like, you know, when you're working in restaurants, you bring them in and people get excited and, and you get to see the excited the guests' excitement. But for me, I'm just like, ah, oh, they're just kind of like smelly, fancy scallions, you know? It's like, yeah. you know, but, but, hmm, I don't know, I mean, I'm just, I mean... It's just so great to have, you know, the Santa Monica farmer's market because everything's always available. You know? Yeah. Um,
3: we really need to know what the hippest vegetable
4: is. The hippest vegetable? I don't even know. I can't, Like purple cauliflower purple or uh, Romanesco, like the green, like, Con- the conical looks like a, almost like an alien egg. Okay. okay, that could be like that. Could be up there. That's a cool one. That's yeah. good. I've never that, seen that sounds one. cool. Where do, you, where
3: do you fall in the line of like? Uh, <laughs> I'm just gonna say, eat that in a conversation. <laughs> Romanesco, <laughs> yeah. The Romanesco here is. I got it from Brad, the it's truffle killer. farmer.
5: <laughs> 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 like, where do, where do you fall? Is you know, buying stuff that, you know, everything is now in season. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, do you do you are your restaurants aware of that? Like, do you have things that are like you'll you'll stay away from things that are legitimately. Available, but not in season where you live.
4: In Venice, yes. You know, at the pizza place and and the Mexican restaurant, it's a little bit tricky because, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, you know, tomato. We need tomatoes, so, you know, know, tomatoes.
5: I was unaware tomatoes were a seasonal item, so thank you.
4: Yeah, they're like, you know, summer, like late spring, summer. Um, But yeah, so... I mean, in a perfect world, yes, mm-hmm. like, I would love to only have what's growing and what's available, mm-hmm. but, you know, we're, you know, a business, and we have to have certain, you know, menu, amount of menu items to, like, to make the money work, to get, you know, mm-hmm. to get the guests to spend enough money to hit the numbers, you know, which is, like, something that a lot of people don't really realize, like, you know, when they're eating at a restaurant. It's like, why is this 20 bucks? It's like, well, that's, that Romanesco cost $4 a head, you know?
3: There's quite, small, to, there's quite a small. We had to drive to get it. Yeah, yeah. And there's they had quite to drive a
4: small margin in the
3: restaurant business, right? If I'm not mistaken, like yeah, like, and that's one and of especially the reasons. when you're
4: using high, high ingredient, high-end in ingredients sure. too, like in you know farmers market, like you know, like yes, in the in like buying direct is cheaper, but still like it's still expensive, and it's still like you know getting those you know awesome ingredients. I've seen Reddit too. I feel like I know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean, ha- having just opened a Mexican restaurant in New York you know, a lot of people on the West Coast, everyone just shits on Mexican food on the East Coast. Mm-hmm. Everyone's, you know. Uh, do you think it's possible to have good Mexican I mean,
4: obviously, is it possible to have good Mexican food on the East Coast? You know, it's funny because East Coast Mexican food is what are the flavor Like, that's what I right. like. It's like a different know? food, <laughs> right? So, Dude, I almost, like
1: Mighty Taco. I like it all.
4: Yeah, yeah. Mighty Taco's great. I mean, I, and like when Texas was a ban, when we got to, the first place we wanted to go was Del Taco. Oh, right. you know, I love, that I was love like yeah, you know, that was our so like good. that was you know I was like fuck Taco Bell, we're going to Del Taco. Right, you know, the first like, time I green went green burrito wet yeah, <laughs> and I saw
3: I saw corn in a burrito. I was like, what the fuck <laughs> is this? West coasters,
4: yeah, it's different. I mean, and also <laughs> our restaurant's a little like like it's I don't know, it's a little it's it's definitely different than it's yeah. not trying to be like a you know a traditional like taco shop. You know, we definitely do not. It's not upscale or fancy it's just like you know there's carrot tacos you know, there's,
2: of, course. <laughs> of course of right? course
4: um, I've heard yeah. the carrot salsa is fantastic right? uh, yeah exactly everything it's a, it's a really a carrot taco restaurant
1: <laughs> uh, sure you know so um this we're is doing why great. michelin's not yeah. calling yeah. too many carrots <laughs> when you go out to eat though can you just have a meal and enjoy it or are you sort of like i would have seasoned this differently or? i oh, i yeah.
4: never like i i always bite my tongue as much as like I can. I yeah. I, I, I don't want to be that person and I it's I'm just usually happy that I'm sitting down and someone else is cooking and like and usually I chose that place to go. So I kinda wanna be there for whatever experience. Like I definitely like have gone to a restaurant with some friends and like kinda like trudged through it like, wow this really fucking sucks. I can't believe I wanted to come here and this is like right. this and but I'm gonna eat, I'm gonna be fine. And like the next day, it's kind of funny. It was like, did everyone like that food? I'm like, oh, I'm glad. So I was like, no, but like, I'm glad. And, but it's also nice not to do it mm-hmm. while it's happening. Right. Like, you right. Know, it's like, sure. Can you, you know.
5: break down something like, yeah. like like, we- like when you taste something, like break down the recipe, the ingredients, and yeah, that yeah. Really yes. fascinates me. That's that what kind of I was going to
3: ask. You're in a unique position to answer this question because, in some ways, like being a musician's ruined music mm-hmm. for me totally because I can never listen to the overall uh-huh. sonic thing that someone else envisioned, I'm, like, listening to all the pieces. Yeah, yeah. Of course. And I'm, you're a musician, so you understand that. Does it go the same way when you start checking out a new meal? Like, something you're not familiar with? Like,
4: Yeah, you know, it's... I, I mean, I definitely, you know, when I'm having something new for the first time, or trying, like, a chef who I've, you know, been following, or I, you know, I respect from afar, and then finally get to eat there. Like, yeah, definitely. I mean, that's my, like, oh, how are they doing this, and what's the... Oh, they just use a ton of black pepper in this. That's an awesome idea. Like you know or like there's definitely things like that. I don't try to go what's this recipe or how how do I make this? Um, but I yeah. but I'll use yeah. it. So the same I'll way use those flavors like a, uh, yeah. for for my for to influence me for sure. And even I can usually like even like look at stuff I'm like, "Oh, he's doing that. That's cool." Or she's doing that. Right, doing right. That, You know. I'd be so much snobbier about it if I were you. Yeah. I mean, okay. I think probably, Definitely. I mean, I'm sure that, you know, <laughs> some some of my friends say that I am, but like yeah, I yeah. just, but I literally, I try not to. Like, I, yeah. you know, and, and, I think you should wear an ascot
3: every time you <laughs> I, I, God, do, I, I do. Mean, I'd love to wear an ascot. Yeah, I do uh, like you know, with you music sometimes.
4: So like, uh-huh. as
1: a joke, like someone would be like, oh, I love this band. I'm like, yeah, oh, I don't really like them. Oh, like, no, I think they're really good. I'll be like, oh, yeah, I'm just a professional music critic. You would probably know better than me. And it's <laughs> like... <laughs>
2: People
4: are like, oh i want to be in a room with that house. and then i'm oh, like no God. no no I'm just kidding awesome. well I, I actually it's funny <laughs> you said that because we were we were having like this we were doing this consulting thing with with this group and they took us to what eat at this, at this restaurant and and i would love i like i was really enjoying this restaurant and i was i'm really happy to eat there and it was like this it was like super good and and they were just trashing everything and i was like you know what I'm pretty sure I'm the only one here that has a so-called trained palate. There it is. And, like, <laughs> fuck you. Like, trained you know? palate was yeah. in quotes. Yeah, yeah. 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 Know. yeah. I like yeah. it. You know, I like I'm it. The only, and so I was like, you don't have no idea what you're talking about. I'm, like, the only one here. And they, and they were like, oh. I was like, stop. like <laughs> and they're the, all I'm whispering, whispering the, under the, their breath. <laughs> yeah, I dropped the carrot. Yeah. 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 Trained, trained palate. I like that. It What's your favorite,
3: like, bullshit food? Like, like once a year, I'll have a box of Velveeta shells and cheese just because I think they're awesome. Right? I know. Like, what's your favorite, like, just bullshit
4: food? I love, like, the shitty Chinese restaurant. Ah. That's my, when I come to New York, that's like I, what I really want just, like, you know,
3: noodles, go, rice. What do you go for?
4: Usually, like, broccoli and tofu, brown nice. rice, and scallion pancakes. Sure. If nice. I can get that, Perfect. I'll order that, and, and I'm psyched. That sounds and good. Sometimes it's fucking awful, but I love, I'll just eat it and I'll love it. And sometimes it's, it's, like, the best, and it's perfect. Like, that's the one thing about, like, Chinese restaurants. That I've, like, you can go to the, the same one for... They're never consistent. No, yeah, you know? that's true. You know, it's, that like... That is true. Last time, you know... <laughs> you never know. I know. And, like, how could it be? They have, like, these huge menus. Like, I love to be, you know... Can I work here for a day for free just to kind of see yeah. what you guys do? Like, I'd probably be really scared and probably never want to eat there again, but... Yeah, what the fuck <laughs> happens back there? <laughs> man, but I, I love, like, the whole, like, you know. the counter, and you see everything, and it's all yeah. just... No matter where you are, it's a mess. Mayhem back (laughs) there, though, probably. And there's just, like, buckets of stuff. I always wonder, too,
3: I'm like, wait, why is it already done? (laughs) i swear i barely
4: paid you yet (laughs) this shouldn't be done you guys want or then when you order pickup and they're not done you're like wait i called 20 minutes ago how is this how am i waiting for this yeah how yeah (laughs) so that's like that's my like that's a good one that's i love that when you grew up in long island yeah so yeah and and
3: growing up strip mall chinese yeah that's what
4: my parents are more foodies like you know they like to eat but you know that was like our going. Oh, do you, We're going out to eat. What do you want? And <laughs> we're going to go pick up Chinese food. We weren't, we weren't even going out. They were, really, like, we're going to Panda. Yeah. Do you remember <laughs>
3: your place? Mine was the House of Wong. It was
4: Great Wall. Great Wall. I'm sure. There's, Kinda, like five there's a bunch million. of Great yeah. Walls. Yeah. The Chinese one. Yeah. The Chinese. Yeah. Chinese <laughs> great Wall of China. Uh, where,
5: <laughs> where, are you in the, where are you in the dessert world? Like, like Especially like the vegan thing. That's what part of, for me, in my process, can't get over it, is that I eat. A lot of candy, uh-huh. good and garbage. Uh-huh. And thanks to Halloween, mostly garbage with my children. Yeah, yeah. I'm like hundred grand bar. I didn't know
4: this still existed. <laughs> I'm eating all of them. I I love to eat desserts and sweets. Like I definitely have a sweet tooth. Is that I, part of your your uh, jo- mo and and I you know the restaurants? I'm usually lucky to have a, a, a more talented pastry person than me. It's very different, right? Like, but, yeah. I, but I, you know, yeah. like I'll, I do, I, I have, you know, I made a cake the other day, you know, Bar Verde. I was like, I'm going to make a chocolate cake for a special. Let's try this. I have an idea. And I, I, you know, I had a, you know, a recipe that we did and I tweaked it a little bit to make it, you know, more, you know, for, you know, the Mexican restaurant. But I like doing it. How was it? Oh, it came out great. Yeah. Like, and, and I always go, don't tell anyone I can do this. Because yeah. then I'm going to have to do it all the time. I was going to you know? say, that's <laughs> a different world. Yeah. Baking versus cooking, that's a thing. Oh, for that's sure. Thing. You definitely have to, you know, like the ingredients have to be right. You
5: can't just
3: go, oh, just a little of
4: that. Because I know?
5: will try and bake something and it will ruin the kitchen and the smoke <laughs> alarm. <laughs> yeah. And Steven, then I have a
3: solution for you. Mm. For your snacking. What? It works for me. Okay. I allow myself one honey roasted peanut butter. It sits in my fridge, and at night when I get like the fat boy craving, for if it was in my fridge, anything that would be in there, I take a hearty spoonful of peanut butter, and then I'm good.
5: I see you just don't know what you're dealing with with me. <laughs> oh, it's
3: this is another level. This is this is. Diff- I've been trained to do realm. this though. Remember, I was a I was once 240 pounds. I know sweets. <laughs>
5: See for yeah. me, it's that that Trader Joe's the dark chocolate almonds. Oh yeah! Instead of buying the vat of it, I'll pay more money to get the little dollar package. And they're like, yeah, but you could just get the vat instead of this handful. I'm like, no, they're smaller packaging, so I can eat them daily. Yeah, yeah, and mm-hmm. everything is the same great. amount. <laughs> but I always wonder with you know with the vegan world mm-hmm. and you know what dairy goes into it mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. Does that because I find yeah, milk
4: chocolate does, yeah yeah tastes better. No, um, there's I like both. There's some There's so much you can yeah. do now, and, and you know, mm-hmm. with, and without dairy, and that you know, there's like so many. There, there's a lot of you know.
5: I'm familiar with the Ben and Jerry's almond butter so ice cream. So people know
3: Jonah's just housing a pint of ice cream right now. <laughs> Dude, I had the it's saddest. Insane. I had
1: the saddest <laughs> dinner tonight. Tell, just, why? Because I, I didn't have a lot of stuff, and I didn't feel like going out. What did so you kind work of, with? I put some chicken broth with some red miso paste and some frozen peas. And yeah, it was not. Yeah, it was just, doesn't sound good. It wasn't good. Yeah. <laughs> but I was like, I just want something, so I'm not hungry later. Flash I'm still hungry. <laughs> it's, 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 I think I'm hungrier.
3: When you started what you were talking about, I really wanted to support you.
1: Yeah. And then I found out I was going to pick up made. some vegetables or something. Yeah. And then I was like, eh, I don't feel like going out. The grocery store next door to my house. <laughs> was this frozen peas just yeah. tossed in? I, I put them in a skillet <laughs> with <laughs> oh, olive oil. Right. <laughs> I cooked them separately so and pretty, then pretty dumped it in. You ride really? the peas. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I fried the peas. I didn't have It's when
5: that shows up on one of Scott's menus. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Fried me peas. What the Chick- fuck?
4: Chicken. Got it. Yeah, I fried. Got yeah, I Scott. I read it for you.
1: I read it out for you. Out for you.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: All right. Thank you so much to Scott for coming by. Um if you dug that, like I said in the beginning, check out his cookbook with Matthew Kenny, Plant Lab. It just came out, I believe, uh, last month. And um, check out his Instagram. Check out his Instagram. Free. Yeah, check out his Instagram. And uh, and don't yeah. forget to get involved with your congressman. Yeah, net neutrality. Net Keep neutrality. It. Yes. So uh, so Scott can continue to, to post photos of his food. Exactly. With, with, is that what net neutrality is? Not yes. really. No, net neutrality is like so I heard someone talking about it the other day. They'd be like if you don't have this provider, you can't go to my website or something. There's a whole
0: bunch of things that they could do to fuck it up. One of the, thing, one of the ways they're going to try to sell it to people as a positive thing is that your internet will be a la carte. So you'd be like, yeah, I just want Facebook and Netflix. And so they're going to say, so it'll be cheaper if you just want those two things. But really what's happening is these big companies are going to pay your provider for, for access. And what that means is that they're going to get all the bandwidth. So that if you try to, and it's just, it's really it's fucking it's really anti-capitalist if you think about it because it totally suppresses innovation. It suppresses small business. You know, it doesn't allow somebody to get started um, with like a with like a new Facebook. You know, right? Um, because they will not. They just won't have the presence. These other these big companies will be dominating. They'll have control over bandwidth, which means that they'll have control over that essentially their content will get delivered to you preferentially. It's just, it's just, it's, it's anti everything that the net is about. The net is about, is about getting whatever crazy information you want just as easily as, you know, Time Warner's huge fucking backlog of garbage. So it's just, it's very, yeah, it's, it's a big deal and we've got us, it can't happen. It really, it could, it could potentially really fuck up the internet as we know it today.
1: Yeah, so, yeah, write your congressperson. Um, Sorry about that ding. Yeah, dude, what is going on <laughs> with that? Uh, Brad has all these alerts. I think Brad has a lot of important meetings today. <laughs> um, but yeah, write your congressperson about net neutrality. Um, that was a great synopsis, Brad. Uh, I know it's something bad, but I didn't really understand <laughs> what it was. Um, and yeah, um, thanks to everyone who supported us on Patreon. Um, please, if you want to... Um, be a patron for us um we'd appreciate it we appreciate everyone who's who's joined so far um you'll get early access to episodes bonus content we're working on some other ideas so yeah you can do that or you can donate venmo.com slash off track or just leave us a cool review on itunes tell your friends about it tweet at us um i've met a lot of uh fans of the podcast recently just out of shows and stuff so thank you to everyone if if you see me feel free to uh Say hi. I'm I'm very friendly. <laughs> I mean, you, I'm pretty friendly.
0: You're very very
1: friendly. Yeah, John. I'm approachable. You're totally approachable, and and I would say engaging. I met this guy uh, after the pianos become the T show in Brooklyn. We we're hanging out, He he's like, oh, "I'm a big fan of podcasts." He's like, "I didn't picture you having a mustache." And I was like, <laughs> "I was like, well, basically everyone has a mustache."
0: <laughs> and we talk about and it. we talk about him
1: constantly. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, this is what I look like. I don't know. Uh, it's weird. It is, it is weird. you know, do you ever listen to that The Daily podcast with Michael Barbara? No. It's like a New York Times podcast. And I looked up what he looked like and it blew my mind. You know, like I had this image of him in my head based on nothing. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah. Just
1: like his tone. And I like, well, and then I, dude, yeah. one of the earliest podcasts that I
0: ever, that I first started listening to years ago, it was like, it's like an industry thing and it's a bunch of producers and, and some musicians. And, um, and they all sound really cool. And I actually put off looking up what they look like because I knew that this would happen. Yeah. And at some point, I think I almost accidentally came across, oh, I think they started doing video. They had done audio and they started doing video. And I wanted to see one of the episodes because I wanted to see a demo they were doing of like a piece of gear. And it was so, it was such a bummer.
2: Yeah.
1: Because they just thought we're schlubby. Yeah. So don't look us up. (laughs) No, we're cool. We're really cool. (laughs) Right? Uh, well, if you want to find out, if you want to find out,
0: I am going to start posting video that only our patrons on patreon.com slash going off track will have access. To. Oh my God. So if you do want to see what it looks like at our, in our recordings, et cetera, you are going to have
1: to, you're going to have to pay for it. That sounds like people are going to pay <laughs> so much money to see that. Uh, yeah. That is a great incentive. I can't wait to see that. Um, yeah. But yeah, thank you to everyone for supporting us. Um, thanks again to Scott for coming by. And yeah, we'll be back with the podcast next week, hopefully. Okay, bye.